He's always got a plan. I'm always the man with a plan here at Lawyer Talk, off the record, on the air. Belinsky Chronicles continuing. Another episode with the main man. I'm here. I'm in. So we left off part one for the defense. The defense begins, whatever we decide we're going to call that. Um, and we need to do a part two. We should call it for the defense. I think it's for the defense. <laughs> yeah. Yavich and Palmer. For the defense. In the Blitzky Chronicles. That's an inside joke there. Yeah. All right. So we were talking, I think the last thing you said, now this has been a while, but I think the last thing you said was you have your story. You, you couldn't tell on anybody because you're the guy that everybody's telling on, or everybody's telling on each other, I guess, at least. They already know everything, and there's not like some, you know, the Wizard of Oz doesn't exist in this case. So this is like the, this is like the movie where you see, like, the FBI. It's that exciting movie you went to with your, with your lady, means some popcorn, and you see this big board and all these pe- people with pictures in their faces and these different things and these links and these lines. And at the top of that board, there's you. Belinsky Incorporated. Belinsky right, Incorporated. I didn't set the stage. We were talking last time about, we went through some of the arrest stuff again, went through the head injury, all, and we went through some stuff, what, what it was like, what, what happened, what the questioning was, what you should do in your call, all, all the stuff we did. I think Jeff and I, we shared a little bit of our, we'll call that our hidden stash on advice we give people accused of federal and or state and or local narcotics or drug any yep. contraband type of offense. And we got to this third thing, like, you know, the, the four things we talked about is a Fourth Amendment problem. Maybe they can't prove it was really you that possessed it or sold it or did it. Um, you could become a snitch. Three snitch. If you're so inclined to do that. Or fourth, they just be the good guy. They like you, defense, um, and beg for mercy when it comes to that time. And I think what we did is we, we talked to you about all those. We sort of started scratching stuff off, and you're like, well, let's just have a trial. I'm like, well... Eek. You're probably not going to win a trial. And the consequences are probably going to be worse. Right. It's like just think cash register going cha-ching, cha-ching. That, that's the dope coming in, right? Cha-ching, guideline range. Cha-ching, go up. Cha-ching. Because cha-ching, the conversation we had before cha-ching. was Steve telling them, stop counting, stop counting. Well, you have a trial. They don't ever stop counting. I'm going to count everything I can think of. And that's when we were informed on the fact that they're not quite sure if some of the people that lived in the houses – might now be pulled in. Yeah. Down to Shorty. Shorty. Oof. And so then it's there, well, she had nothing to do with this. She, this is all me. We yeah. can't pull her in. That's like right. those moments when you're just down, you're a dog, you've been kicked, and there's somebody poured salt on you. And my dad was an, an assistant United States attorney at one point. He did a sabbatical. He was a law professor for, for a long time. Um, he did a sabbatical as assistant United States attorney. You know what he said? He said, I want the accountant. I don't go after the accountant. I go after a secretary. Actually, I don't even go after a secretary. I go after a secretary's son. Mm. And then I make him tell on secretary, secretary tell on accountant, then I got him. He played hardball that way. And Meek, she's telling us, right now we're talking about my dad. My dad was through this sabbatical at the U.S. Attorney's Office, and I guess uh, Bill Meeks, my mentor, was in the defense game at that time. And a, and a bank robber came in. And uh, so this guy had just been arrested. A wet bandit. No, the something. <laughs> the wet bandit. Um, some guy had just been arrested and was in federal court on bank robbery. 
and was probably being detained down there, held in so I don't remember where the procedure was. And their family or somebody hired Bill Meeks to do the work, and Bill calls or do the defense, and Bill calls my dad, who was prosecuting the case, and my dad says, all right, uh, I'll offer him eight years. You want to take that deal? It's, it's open for, I don't know, 20 more minutes. <laughs> now, in the game, in, in my game, that is unheard of. It's like I would never expect, I would never call down to a U.S. attorney and get a plea deal like day one of being hired and say, take it or I'm indicting him. And, 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 and my, I guess he called back. My dad said, well, it's now 10 more minutes. You got 10 more minutes. Oh, cha-ching. It's just gone up to nine years. You know, it's like that's how my dad played hardball when he was doing this. Oh, it's like he was the evilest, worst, miserable defense enemy that you could be. But, you know, he just saw it black and white that – that's what it is. I mean, he can come down, he can cooperate, he can plead guilty, or it's going to go up to 10 or 12. And uh, with your case, though, we call down there and we just say, all right, stop counting. We'll bring him in. And I may have even said that before I even got a confirmation that you were coming in because I needed the wheel to stop, right? I needed the meter to to stop counting the dope. Yeah. And um, because well, I knew what was going to happen everybody's running for cover and you probably had some of your boys saying what do we do we're going to tell or we not and well at, at one point when i sat down with you and i'd also come up with in my mind if they're going to ask me questions i don't know what they're going to ask me i don't know where we're going to be i was like i got enough stories about dead people which i'd put that in my head as like, if i'm going to tell anybody i'm going to tell on dead people because I didn't have so got, anywhere higher up for me. There was I didn't I, did, I didn't I didn't have a whole conglomerate of kingpin status people to to to, to oh. be with, and so I sit down and I talk with another gentleman. I don't know if he he may have been indicted by this time or not. And I told him I said at one point in time, you are going to be asked to talk. Yeah. I said just go in there and tell them the story. And he looked at me and said, I can't do that, Jared. I can't do that. I'll be telling on you. And I was like, tell on me. Yeah. Tell on me because I'm the one that showed him what to do, how to do it, the whole I, – I, in that aspect, I, I, I didn't force him into it. Yeah. He came to me. He wanted in. And I helped him along the way. But I told him, just go and tell them what has happened. Yeah. Tell them what has happened. We get to go sit down with Agent X, prosecutor, and a handful of other people. Hold on a second. Before you go there, here's right. the thing. I would never have just said, we're just going to go talk to these people and go start talking. There is advice I give to everybody. And this is human advice, right? This is, this is like the human factor to how I roll now. And I, in your case, in a lot of ways, was as, was as enlightening in this regard as any other case I have ever worked with. You didn't have anybody to tell on. You didn't have. You didn't have the ability to say it was. It was the uh, super cartel in Chicago, or it was somebody else doing it, and and that's sort of what this case was. This is this is not an unusual scenario where. You've got people – you had a little commune, right? So what was going on here is that it was – everybody knew everything about everybody, including the police. 
the people that could tell already told. Already told. It didn't take much, right? Everybody was doing the same thing. Everybody was growing the same pot. They had people telling for almost two years. Right. So it was a sort of a unique situation. It both sucked and it was somewhat of a saving grace because you had, and I, I probably did, I'm thinking right now in real time what I would, because uh, I have cases like this all the time. It's like, listen, you're going to go tell on yourself, Right. That was exactly what you said. Now, here's the problem with that in a lot of places around the country, a lot of federal courts and a lot of federal systems. In order to do this, in order to actually get any credit for coming in and telling, many, many jurisdictions would flat out pound the table and say he didn't help us substantially at all because all he did was tell us what we already knew. All right? That's a big problem in these types of cases because you get an operation like this and they, the feds have already done all the work. They've already discovered everything, either through other snitches or just their own hard work. Then you've got nothing more to offer, and that becomes a problem when we just try to negotiate the case. So the guidelines themselves, there's this – the federal guidelines are sort of advisory, but let's assume they weren't. Let's assume they're mandatory. It's like there's ways to get around the guidelines. One of the ways is be a snitch, and the government can then go file a motion later that asks for a reduced sentence for the cooperation that somebody gave. 5K1. A 5K1. That's section 5K.1 of the U.S. Sentencing Guidelines. And the idea is there's got to be some substantial cooperation. Well, the problem is when all you can do is tell on yourself, that ain't very substantial. But, you know, we went through Fourth Amendment merits and mm-hmm. none of that stuff's helping us they got other snitches telling them everything they already know it's like we don't have any choice right so i sort of look in my head at my little checklist and i think well jared's a pretty likable guy you go tell him your story and that was how it started I, I i remember i sat down and they were like tell us a story and i was like you already know it and they were like no let's go back let's go and back. i'm like go back to where they're like when's the first time you smoked marijuana yeah, they want to know that. They wanted to know. They wanted to go back. They wanted to know about grade school. They wanted to know about things way deep in the past. And then a lot of the other questions I found odd at one point in time was they wanted to know how to grow wheat. They wanted to know what does this light do? What does this do? They had. They just wanted to know why do you mix this? Why do you put this here? How do you bloom? How long does it take? How do you grow outdoor? You know, very similar to some of the stories that I've already told here is what I told them. Right. They got the same thing. They got the same thing. They got me crawling underneath briars, dragging bags. They got me digging down. I told them that I like to set up in the fall. I I gave them the breakdown there. And at one point I was like, well, this is good. They just want to know how to grow weed. It's like you should get high times. They tell you plenty of articles. It's, It's right there. And... Then they wanted to know about Bill Owen. They did. They added, and, and I remember I told myself, I was like, if I got to tell anybody, they're going to be dead. He's and six they, feet under. And they wanted to know, so I, so I told them about Bill. Told them how, how I met started. Bill, how I got started, and the whole rundown through there. They, they did have questions about the Russian mafia. We got to talk about New York at some point, and we? that's that's New York. Let's hold off on that one because we're going to do an interlude into New York at some future. We've juncture. teased this like fifteen times. New York, New York, New York, New York. Uh, all right, so here's, but it, it wasn't this. This starts in June. 
and this goes on for a long time. Your long case, time, almost two years. Your right? case, well, year and a half. The investigation goes, and then the case itself just went on and on and on. So when we're talking about you providing this kind of information, let me just put some backdrop. This, just to be honest about it, you weren't really dropping a dime on anybody that wasn't already dropping the dime or had dropped the dime on themselves, right? I mean, this was everybody just sort of telling them what they did. And, that was the story. And they already knew it anyway. So we needed to add some color commentary to it, so to speak. And the, the interesting part to see that this, angle is genius. The, uh, the interesting part of it is it, it dawned on me in the middle of this that maybe not, maybe it, it, I knew intuitively here that we had nothing right. really huge to offer them. I mean, there was no career criminal that we could give up. And I, I'm frankly, I, w- I don't know if you would have if we, if we had one. You there know? was no like, hidden stash. Yeah, there was, was no buried mason jars of they money. They always want the money. They always think there's they, more money. They, 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 and, Where's the and money? They're like, well, if you didn't Offshore have any, who, who had it? Who's got money? Who's still got money? I was like, nobody's got any money. You guys, you got guys it. took it all. <laughs> so when it got down to it, I just, I remember just sort of waking up one day. It's like, cause you're, this case got under my skin because it's like. I saw it for what it was, right? It was a bunch of dudes that started partying, started growing, started having fun, and it got way out of hand. But it wasn't a – look, there's bad dudes and there's not-so-bad dudes. There's criminals. There's not-so-bad cr- – I mean, there's, there's, there's varying degrees of all this. Everybody here had redeeming qualities. It, it wasn't like you were dealing with hard, cold-blooded killers here. But it dawned to me the most important part of what we had to do here was number four on the list. The good guy. They had to like you. And to like you, I don't mean that they thought that you were going to win the award for Citizen of the Year here, <laughs> right? Because you and I both know that neither of us are going to win the award for Citizen of the Year. I mean, that's just not what we do. Or I might. Jeff might. <laughs> um, but they had to like you. And I tell you what, the one thing I liked about you was the damn ribs. Oh, man. And the brisket. Man. I got to tell you, all of it, though, I mean, look, I love the brisket. I love the ribs. That's that pork. The pork loin? It's the, it's the, it's the. Or no, pulled pork. No, pulled no, pork. No, just the shoulder. You did a pork loin, didn't you, one time? I, I, yes. You brought it you in. Ten, you've had tenderloins. You had pork loins. I think I did lamb. That's when you I introduced me to tiger done, sauce, I mean, we, too. We, so, we, yeah, we yeah, quit a minute. Get, yeah. some, so get maybe, some tiger sauce. Maybe I got Jedi mind tricked myself because you would show up at the office for any meeting with just with us, just hanging out, or sometimes without meetings. Hey, you want some lunch? I'll have it sent down. We would have, and not just the barbecue fair. I mean, it was like, I remember taking home one time these something, it was like Brussels sprouts. and this other I was stuff. just going to say that. And I was at, I was taking There's people in our office would be like, ah, I don't really like those. And you're like, eh, hold off. You haven't had them cooked this way. Uh, my, my fault your grandma couldn't yeah. cook Brussels sprouts. Yeah. But it, it's like, and, I, and so I just said, look, we got this meeting set up. And why don't you bring some food? You <laughs> <laughs> brought some food. Uh, I did. I brought I brought ribs, potatoes, cheese, cheese salad. potatoes. I brought beans, cornbread, and then we got to talk about I even, shorty. I even brought the shorty. Stash. Yeah. I, did, I did. They wanted the hidden stash. They wanted yeah. the hidden stash. So I gave it to them. And then Shorty would kind of kind of swoop in at the end, with like, "Oh, well, I made this pie," or and "I made Shorty this, started this bringing dessert." The pies. Yeah. Oh, so, those good times. And you know. It was lunchtime. Office was eating lunch. Yeah. 
ain't no reason why some federal officers. I, I haven't, also I haven't brought have plates, building. not paper plates. I remember we had plates. We had plates. You yeah, brought we had, plates. We had, we had plates. Oh yeah, I was setting the whole thing up there. Because you're like, this is the, this has got to be the most impressive barbecue. Like, you know if you guys ever don't help out. me out, yeah. nobody will get this food anymore. Yeah. You know, don't yeah. do it for me. Do it for the people right. that enjoyed this food. Remember when you were asking me about that Laker game? I, I wasn't entirely honest, but do it try for this the barbecue, brisket, man. Do it for the barbecue. <laughs> All right, so I guess we should probably talk a little bit more procedure. There's something out there called a queen for a day letter. No, that's what a lot of jurisdictions know this as a queen for a day letter. A queen for a day letter is basically this. Think about buying a house. Or maybe the best way to do it is this. If I am going to, let's say I know information and I'm getting investigated for a federal crime and I want to share that information with the authorities. Now, this is in a lot of ways didn't necessarily apply to you. I'm just this is this is this is what keeps it illegal. Yeah, it's, it is lawyer talk. It is lawyer crap is what it is. But it's we had we had to talk about it. So if I am going to share that information with the police, then they could just take it. And use it against me. So I want to say, well, if I tell you this, if I tell you something that I know, I want to know what you're going to do for me. And they say, well, we're not going to tell you what you're going to do for you unless you tell yeah. us what you know. I say, well, I can't tell you what I know until you tell me what you're going to do. You say, well, not until you tell me. You tell me. Tell me. Tell me. You first. You first. You first. So you get nowhere. It's nothing. Um, so the, what they do is they have this queen for a day letter. Proffer letters, I like to call it. We call them proffer letters around here. Queen for a day letters in other places. And that means they're going to agree. There's an agreement between the defense side and the prosecution side that we are going to share information. And they are going to agree not to use it against you. They can't just say, all right, well, he told us that he did this, so we're going to use it against him later and charge him with crimes as a result of it. No, 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 they can't do that. So what has to happen is... We agree they're not going to use it against us. They agree not to use it against us, but only if it comes out, it turns out that it's true, or you don't change your story later, or they find it out somewhere else. So you can't say, look, I did this, and they already know it, and expect them not to use that. They'll use the other guy's information. Hmm. So, And you can't expect to say, tell them one thing, and then get on a witness stand later in a trial, and then lie about it, and expect them to just sit on their hands. They're going to say, yeah, yeah but you told us in your lawyer's office that it was this way. So that the is, key to that is you've got to be truthful. You've got to be telling the truth. Now, the problem sometimes is that the feds may have a different idea of what's true than what we yeah, think right, is true. Yeah, right, right. So I've been in pissing contests about that before. They or ask, the other they problem is you've got one friend you want to protect. So you say everything that you know about everybody except for the one friend you want to kind of downplay, and they find out you're lying to yeah, them. You're playing Russian roulette with that. They asked, they asked me about Delaware. When I got pulled over those in the trunk, they're like, so, they're like, what's the story in Delaware? I was like, the house was right here. This was, I mean, I just, I was like, here, here you once again, that was 2001. It was over, but they wanted to know. They wanted, they, to they know. wanted the end of the story because they couldn't find the plants at High Bank Park. And I, so I let them know. I was like, yeah, you guys had me really not even a mile from where it was all at. And, and, they, and they're like, yeah. And, and so I, I, I let them know that. Once again, that was me. You were telling I, I, on yourself. I, I told on myself. But at least maybe that made me credible enough to where they're like, well, okay, at least he gave us the answer here. Well, a lot of that stuff is about that. It's sort of like taking a polygraph. They ask you all these baseline questions first just to make sure you're willing to go there. So if you're going to say, when's the first time you smoked pot, and you tell them that, and uh, it sounds honest, and you start to talk about your past and your background, well, now they're going to start to believe you, which is my way of saying like you. 
appreciate what you're saying, understand that you're trying to do the right thing here. Amongst ribs, baked beans, and potato salad, if you got a I full talked belly. about my childhood. Yeah. I talked about, and that was the point where I was like, well, this is going well until the prosecutor, I remember he was sitting there and he was, what, it, what he told me I was facing did not sound like we did any good at all. <laughs> so we go months, we, months, we, months. Yeah, I'm talking everything's fine. Like, oh. I'm like ribs. Do you guys like yeah. this? And this and he's like, there. all right, thanks for telling us what you do with yeah. the plants in Delaware and everything. So, uh, and then really at the end, I thought about it. I was like, I really didn't give him anything. And it doesn't look yeah. like they're willing to make any deals what, with me. They're about the secret stash. They, 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 were, they were like, you know, thanks, thanks for the ribs. <laughs> um, have a good day. And uh, yeah, you're still facing ten years. Yeah, ten years. You, you look at me like I was like, just, just, just relax, man. Life is good. Yeah. We got a long time to go. I remember calling, cruising down the road, and uh, Agent X would call me and ask me about something with this case. I call you, and, and they're just trying to piece together some details somehow, some way. And I'd call you, and I was like, well, yeah, so I call him back. I mean, there was a lot of that going on in this case where it just went on and on and on where they just, they really tried to get it all together. There's gotta be gaps. Well, they had stacks of photos that they kept showing me. And I was like, I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. They're like, you know who that is. And I'd be like, I have no idea who that is. I have no idea who these people are. Mm -hmm. And I didn't. Yeah. But then I was like, I wish I did. That's what they wanted. Yeah. But I could tell them nothing. You know, in a lot of ways we sat through, the Blinsky Chronicles, 10 years ago. Yeah. We did. I mean, starting with your childhood. We did this 10 years ago. Now that I think about it. That's, that was mainly, that was the story. Because 2009 was the plea. Yeah. But it started ten years ago. 10 years ago, we sat around a conference table in my office and told the Blinsky Chronicles to the federal government. <laughs> That's what's funny. <laughs> that was what we did. Did yeah. you have this kind of flavor to it? Yeah. 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 Maybe more. They're Actually, laughing. I mean, I, 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 they, I, I, they, oh, yeah. they did yeah. laugh. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I told a bunch of stories. I, I just told stories about what it's like to be an American grower who lives in Ohio. And, and, and they, when I was talking with them, I saw at one point when I had, they were listening, but they were listening to stories. They were, they were listening to what, if, if, if you haven't listened to podcasts and you're wondering, there's a few things though in the podcast that there, there's there's a few variances here and there. That was ten years ago. I can't remember ago. everything on there, but that was for radio purposes. Mm. That was kind of the actually, yeah. You, you I don't mean, embellish too some. often. Uh, yeah, we, maybe 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 we forgot something there. It didn't come up one one way or another. But the gist of the Blinsky Chronicles was the same. Yes, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it was that maybe some name or dates or times or places or some of that might have been different. But in the in the main, it was the same. We told this version. The truthful version of it all those years ago, and I didn't th- imagine that. Ten years later, here we are sitting around a conference table in my office doing it again for the good folks of America. Mm-hmm. So, oh, Mr. X, or, or Agent X, Agent a- X, Agent X, Agent X. There, you know, he ate the ribs and he had this, and we can back it up just a couple years ago now. I don't know if I told you this, Jeff. So I'm locking up my store there in Westerville, right next to Little Caesars Pizza, where they got their $5 hot and ready. You got five bucks? You got it. Oh, right yeah, here baby. it is. 
And I'm standing there locking the door. I'm with my manager. And I look and I see this man in some sweatpants getting into a vehicle with a $5 hot and ready. (laughs) And I'm staring at him and I'm like, that is Agent X. (laughs) So... I am standing there. How long ago is this? Now, my, this, this is, is like last year. You no, know, yeah, this is a couple years ago. Maybe, maybe two years, three years, two to three years ago. And uh, I'm standing there, and my manager who's with me, he he knows the story. And I say to him, I say, hey, I think that's Mr. Agent X. So I yell, Agent X. And I, he kind of looks. Then I yell his first name. And he looks over at me. And he's like, puts his pizza into his, it is there, and he kind of starts strolling over. He's on the other side of the parking lot there, which is close enough to my front door. I just locked it up. And he was like this. <laughs> he screamed out. He's like, him. Jared? I was like this. I said, what's going on, brother? How you doing, man? <laughs> and he looks at me like this. He's like, what? I was like, hey. I was like, got a minute? So we walk up, and I stick my hand out to him, and I say to him, I said, I just want to say thank you. He said, thank you. I said, well, this is my store right here, brother. I was like, you know, if you hadn't got me, if you guys hadn't been on your game and got me when you did, I wouldn't be here today. I don't know where I would be today, but it could probably be a lot worse. Mm. And I said, I just want to say thanks. And he's like, this is the first time this has ever happened. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I'm thinking, and then I shake his hand, he gets in his car, he pulls off. My guy I'm with like this, he's like, Jared, you just don't give a shit, do you? <laughs> I was like, eh, not really. I was like, you know, there he was. But then I started thinking to myself, I'm like this. He's in sweatpants in a $5 hot and ready. This man lives here. He lives in Westerville. Yeah. I don't know if he still does, but why else are you in your sweatpants right, getting cruising. a $5 hot and ready from Little Caesars? They're not that good when you buy them. That's what I'm saying. Let alone if, you, if you're going to go to Hilliard with it. you know. That, that. So then he pulls off. And, Last time and I now, saw you, you had a, no, a face full of barbecue. Now you're getting a hot and ready? Come on. You're, you're really going down. Now you? then, too, I said this to myself. I was like, well, the head honcho of the DEA knows what Mr. Belinsky's doing. I just called it right out to him, pointed out my store. I asked him, I said, hey, man, I said, I know a lot of the, a lot of your boys dip and smoke. If they're ever looking to get off, man, I do have a first responders and military discount. Mm, that's awesome. How about that? Yeah. So, you know what I mean? If some of these guys want to start vaping, you know, better help there, run around, send them on in, man. Tell them you know J- what that is? Tell them Jared's there. That's knocking on a door and saying, try this burrito. That's try it. This burrito. <laughs> All right, try it out, you know? Yeah. And Can you imagine? So look at it from his standpoint. And let me tell you something. I don't know. I, I never wanted to be a police officer. I, I love police. I, I hang out with them. I talk to them. I'm, some of my best friends are police officers. Everybody thinks that because do, I do defense work that I must hate the cops. I don't. I mean, I really don't. So, some of us may do or, or some other defense lawyers maybe. I, I don't really care. I mean, I, I just sort of judge everybody for who they are, not what they do or anything else. And I appreciate the job they have to do. And it sucks, right? I mean, it's a hard job. It's dangerous. It's all these things. It, I would think on some level. That Agent X is thinking to himself, I'm going to stop this marijuana grow for some reason other than it's just my job to do it. Or that like somehow they believe that get, shutting it down was the right thing to do. And it probably was the right thing to do in a lot of ways, right? I mean, you, there's a bunch of kids running around growing pot, doing dangerous stuff. It's like whether anybody involved in your mess knew it a decade ago or however long it went on, it's like 
you're playing with fire, right? I mean, yeah. sooner or later there's going to be a drug robbery. The weird thing is, something. the dangerous stuff you're describing is not the weed. No, it's what it's, it's, it's what comes with the game of the weed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Am I off on that? No, it it, it comes with the, the the self-fulfilling gratefulness that you think you are, yeah. and how big your yeah. head can get, and the debauchery that you take in 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 and yeah. and do. Right. You're your own worst enemy. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. definitely was my own worst enemy. Yeah. And so, Agent X, a decade later, runs into you, and it's almost like vindication for him. I mean, it's like I mean, look, there was a. And nobody knows what happened in this case. We're going to hold that until the bitter freaking end, I'm going to tell you right now. So just hold your horses. But it's like, here you are, after it's all said and done, the dust is settled, the, the black cloud is blown away ten times over, and here we are. It's like, you're sort of a success. I mean, and, and it, He asked me about the barbecue. When I showed up, he's like, he's like what, what's with the barbecue? I said, I sold it. I said, I sold it, and, and now I'm in retail. And that's why you're buying a five dollar hot and ready because it ain't I'm around selling, I'm selling drugs. <laughs> I did say that. I was like, I said, I'm selling controlled substance, but it's legal. Yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so he's like, he gets this opportunity. It, it really is sort of mm-hmm. remarkable. That's the irony of this tale. That's the irony that Blinsky Chronicles in a bottle, in a in a barbecue sauce bottle, right there. It's like you get this guy, who, whatever they were measuring at the time, coming in and. and and grabbing all this weed, and it was a great bust for them. But at the underlying all of it is like all these lives were impacted in some way, shape, or form. And then all this time later, you're it's like you're on the right side now. Yeah. Well, and then th- th- that comes into the way I think, though, as well. I stopped in here to talk with Steve one day about CBDs. Hmm. I will in in the industry I'm in right now. They are selling CBD products from vape to butter to all of this, and I downloaded and i looked at as much research because everybody's there the companies are like oh it's totally legal it's all good you can sell this yeah and i'm like people that sell it here and i'm thinking to myself how is this legal because i see what i don't tell them is that just so you know in my life i went through a whole situation about what i thought was okay and sometimes what you think is okay is not okay Mm. so before they want me to carry this product i'm getting phone calls do you guys carry cbd do you know do you have this what is cbd uh, the cannabinoids, the, the cannabinoid oil, cannabinoid oil. It's like almost marijuana, but not quite. It's 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 from the hemp plant. Yeah. You can also get it from plants that have THC in it. There's a you know according to them, there's a small percentage point zero three percent THC is still legal throughout the United States. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I get all this uh-huh. paperwork that I'm looking through, and I'm like, I can't really read this properly. I need to go see. Better call Palmer. Yeah. You know, I, I better go see my guy because the last thing I'm going to do before I put something in my store and start to sell it, even though there's a market for it and people want it and, and customers have been looking for it. You can buy it, it in Columbus. And you, there's stores right here in Columbus. Yeah. Here's the thing. I'm not I'm not putting myself at risk anymore. Where before I didn't care about risks, I, I, I firmly care about risks. The leader of the DEA knows where I'm working. Mm-hmm. You know, works. and you got to remember – Agent X, like all agents, at one point in time are kind of like, yeah, once a drug dealer, always a drug dealer. Sort of true in your case. Yeah. Once a junkie, always a junkie. So now I just, he had to go drive home, and I've got a vapor store. And people are kind of curious about vapor stores and what is this, is this, and everything like that. What's against him saying, you know what? Maybe we should go see how old Mr. Belinsky's <laughs> nose around. Let's go pay a visit to Mr. Yeah. Let's, you know, he was, maybe somebody does want to quit smoking. Maybe I should send him in there to see what all they have. 
there's a number of apparatuses that I do not have in my store that I could have in my store that is totally legal to sell. Like head shop stuff. But I do not have a head shop. Huh. And that is that is one thing that I'm 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 and, and I'm gonna hold tight on that to where I'm doing fine without it. Yep. I do not need to jeopardize my business. I do not need to jeopardize myself. You know, there's that thing there that we had for the wild, you know, shelf time. Where we're not going to make you do it all, but there's going to be some that you screw up. You're going to do it. Yeah. There's some things there that, you know. But once again, I'm I'm going to be an open book to him. I'm, I wasn't going to about to run inside, turn my head so hopefully he didn't see me or walk down the road. Yeah. I called his name. I called it twice, and I walked out and stuck my hand out to shake his hand. And then you promoted your business after and that. Then I promoted. <laughs> and not only that, I'm going to give you a discount. Come on in. Yeah. That's it. I got yeah. first responders. And if you're I still like you were the first to respond to my problem. So let's, take, let's take this to what we have. We have handcuffs in a house, watching you're thinking your life's over, to watching the same individual that was involved in all that carry a pizza and sweatpants to a car and you go what's up dude what's up dude? by the way come on into my legal shop so i can sell you drugs <laughs> what's awesome about this and you know what we got to talk it's probably not this one we're going to do a, a chronicles on the, the cbd oils for sure because i did some research after. people don't understand that you know what the irony of this is without going into those that's what that's when this got hatched because we were sitting in here setting up this fancy equipment one day with remember the guy was in here helping us show me show me how to use this thing yeah and uh it happened it lasted uh, we were behind something happened and i had this meeting with you set up jared and you come in you start talking about this stuff and i was just like all right here's a microphone here's a mm-hmm. recorder we need to start recording this stuff and that's when we started we, talking we about start, well when i first walked in you guys were setting all this up you had people that were helping you teaching you there and you just got done and you guys were talking about Route 62 barbecue and the owner that publicized that it just hit, right? that it just, hit, that, oh, that it just, yeah. just publicized this and they were talking about it. Not. And then as I walked in, I was like, Hey Steve, what's going on? He's like, this is Jared. What you were just talking about. That was his restaurant. Mm-hmm. They're like, that's your restaurant. I was like, no, whoa, whoa, no, no, whoa. No, no, no. I was like, that was, <laughs> that, I was like, yeah. that, and he was like, no, that was his partner. I yeah. was like, that was my old partner. And we sat out and talked about it briefly. And then I was like, that's not why I'm here. And then we started talking about the CBD, which we will need to run through that. Um, there are plenty of stores that are carrying it, selling it. I've got a, I got a, I got an email today from uh, Hemp Meds. It's another company. They even got a, a Hemp Meds for your animals and dogs. They got a dog line, which I've had customers come in and ask me about this product. Now, another thing on it is that I am not a doctor. None of my guys that work for me are a doctor, and I have a retail store. And I don't even know how comfortable I feel about telling people, "Yeah, this is going to cure your back pain. This is back, good. This yeah. is, you know, that that's that." What I'm selling is something that's like you want to stop lighting something on fire and sucking on the other end of it. Yeah, I got something that can help you out on that, brother. Uh-huh. You know, I don't. So the I sad wanted, thing is, I haven't heard anything negative now, about CBD. No, yeah. as far as the yeah. But, but we sat down here and I showed the information that I had, and you guys looked through it and started getting on the internet. We looked up different laws, and Steve was like, "This, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it." And so now I'm getting solicited by people that want me to carry their product, and this is going to boost your revenue and this. And I tell them my story. They're like, no, it's all legal. It's fine. I'm like, well, have if you'd like to schedule a conference call with me and my attorney, we can do that. Because the leader of the DEA lives in my neighborhood. He knows me. Mm-hmm. And my store is right here. Mm-hmm. And I am not going to sell your totally legal CBD because you say it is in my store. Right. 
not from, that I believe that there's California anything, or Colorado, wherever the heck it's coming from. Uh, uh, it's coming from uh, Colorado, Utah yeah. is the company, but multiple places. Yeah, no, Needless to say, the, I'm, I'm doing my due diligence. I'm coming in here talking to my attorney, and I'm going to yeah. listen. And, you know, what's interesting is, like, I would say that there, there's another half of the story we're going to tell next time, but I did some work up on it. And, look, I don't know where it falls or where the law, what side of the law is going to fall on. But, but to relate it to Agent X and what we're doing here is you wouldn't even take that risk. It's like, look, everybody's doing it. It's not like everybody's doing it and they know it's a crime. I've seen people promoting it on Facebook. I was at the home show. I saw you at the home show. There's a whole booth set up of people selling this crap. And I'm I like, went and talked to that lady, and I talked to her about business and asked her, and she – she didn't even have an LLC set up. She didn't know what she was doing. She's buying this. She's buying this stuff online, and then it was reselling at the home show. Yeah, has no idea about it. And then, and I, I have seen. And I showed you the letter of then. You're like, I know this guy. I know this guy in Lancaster yeah. where they were doing cease and desist. Yeah. They were going into stores that were selling the product, taking their inventory. Now nobody was going to jail, but it was a warning. Here's the thing. It was everything I saw was a defense. I'm done defending. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't want to right. defend. Right. How about I don't do it? Right. It's perfect. Just, so, just it, don't do it. Now you were talking about uh, a couple episodes ago. You were talking about, what was it? Not decisions. What would you call it? The, um, you always put yourself in a compromising position. You didn't there. You actually did. Yeah. You said, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, and I think it was the right my question to you is, do you need to do it? And you're like, well, no. There's a couple of – I was like, no, why would you do it? Right. Yeah. Why, why even go down that road? And you'd already come to that conclusion on your own. But I, I needed I needed to hear you say it, I think, too. But I was already looking to do that, to, to not carry it, to, to not have it. And, I mean, daily I get phone calls and people come in and they look for it. And they're like, well, this store has it and this place has got it. And I, I have just told them, I said, due to my legal counsel, I am taking their advice. And, man, we do not have it. Yep. And that's yep. a smart move, and that may change, and we haven't really taken the time to dig into it completely, but what little I did, and we'll talk about it more, it, it, knowing what you're trying to do, I can't say that the government's not going to come in and shut that down or, yeah. or start yeah. prosecuting this case. Well, let's look at it in its most basic terms. It's like there is a product that has THC in it that is illegal in Ohio that helps with you know, pain, isn't that a, it's a byproduct of marijuana. Oh, it's, it's like if I have a drink out there and I say, well, it's got a little bit of speed in it. It's really better it than caffeine. It doesn't always have THC, though. So here's what no, it is. It they, they've just defined it as a way that if it ever could come from a plant that had THC in it, then it's all the, – the DEA is sort of taking this position on it. And we're getting too much into the weeds, so to speak. Yeah. But it, the, uh, weeds. the weeds. See how I did that? But that was just something that, that struck my mind because I do like my, my job right now. I, I like the people I work with. I like the customers that I'm helping, and I, 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 I want to further it and keep going. Mm-hmm. So there's no need for me to take risks yeah. of, so, of that nature because if he hadn't got me, I wouldn't have met him in that parking lot. If he would have got me a year later, you know, I don't know, maybe things because we've talked about it before. Somebody else would come to me and we'd get another house. Then we'd get another one. And then yeah. this would happen and this could happen. Yeah. Next thing you and, know. And then next thing you know, it, it could things could have been a lot, lot it worse. It could have been a lot worse. These, these businesses are either growing, no pun intended, or they get caught. They, rarely do these kind of things just say stay stagnant. 
Yeah. It's, always, it's always getting bigger. There's always we can do another house. We can do this. We can do this. We can get more. We can do blah, blah, blah. That's just sort of how it works. And it's but, funny that – go ahead. I was just going to say everything happens for a reason. That's what I keep thinking. I'm a believer in God. I don't know where everybody else stands on that. But in life when I've seen moments like this happen, I just think it's for a reason. It's that higher power. It's like it's odd that you saw him that day and you said, you know what? Now the stuff's popping up in the industry. It's like I got to make sure I'm doing everything legal and correct. And not that you weren't thinking that in the first place, but you're, this is vape. I mean, there's some questionable things going on right now as to whether or not it's breaking Ohio law. I mean, and people are just putting it out there and not worrying about what may happen to them. But you're taking the extra step. Well, I understand how you could just not worry about it or not care. Yeah, I, yeah. I care now. <laughs> I, I, I'm very observant and, and, and watching around. There was a consequence, and right? and that's that's on it there too. Is that we talked? We we had one episode there, and, and it was a beautiful day on Friday the thirteenth. And I rode my bike, and we sat in here, and I told some bike stories about about doing the wrong things, and uh, I met up with some crew and decided to go for a ride. We made it out to Utica, had a root beer float and a fried bologna sandwich, the velvet ice cream, and then <laughs> tool around and went back home. And I, I texted, I texted you guys about that because I'd been telling stories about twenty years ago, ten years ago, and today's stories. I said, I don't know if this book will be that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you if you do, you really want to just hear about. Root beer floats, not passing a bottle of, of, of Jim Beam from bike to bike as you're rolling down south. Right. 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 But it's interesting. You, you know, come full circle. We started this by talking. Speaking of full circle, we started this by talking about this option number three. got to provide information in a case where there is no information to provide. So we got to go to part four or option four, which is provide information and the good guy defense at the same time. See, that – was where the sweet spot was here. That was where the magic was. We had to develop the good guy defense at the same time we were providing information when they already knew anything, everything. And we, we were able to fill in some gaps for sure about what you were doing, but um, it wasn't a home run like we we brought down a huge separate mm-hmm. operation. It wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. And part of doing that was they had to like you. And then a decade later, he remembered you. <laughs> he remembered my name. Remembered your I name, wondered, your I first wondered, name. I, I yeah. wondered if he was. I, I, I didn't know if he was going to remember me, but he definitely did. And he asked about the barbecue. I can I just visualize him saying, "Agent, yeah, well, and I, I Agent my, X." I mean, I had, I had my do rag tied on. I had my chopper yeah. set in there. I had a backpack on. It's like, hey, what's going on, bro? And it's like, all right. So at least in that regard, I think we were successful, right? I mean, it's like this was a federal agent X. Who took you down to ruin your life and throw you in prison forever and do his job and blah, 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 blah. Ten years later, knows you by first name, shook your hand, and you were able to have a pretty decent conversation with a guy. I think we can check box. They like you. Mm-hmm. And it, and we got the, we got who you were out. Now, this we've talked a lot sort of philosophically in these things about – I even shared some stuff about my son at one point where we all have to figure out who we are and, that, and start rolling with that. And it may not be – you may not be the poster child here for anything, right? It doesn't matter. The idea is you gotta be you gotta be yourself in a way that otherwise people aren't gonna like it. If you're trying to be somebody else, it doesn't work. They wouldn't have liked you. They wouldn't have appreciated it. But we went in there, gave an, in an we created out of an environment that was stressful, hot, um, pressure filled. I mean, it was a pressure cooker to have to go in and, and 
really relive this stuff with cops in a room. And we turned it into this opportunity to share who you are so we could go to part four of the equation, which is the only thing we really had. They had to like you, and you had to, we had to have the good guy defense. And throughout the system, not everybody is going to like you. Right. And I found that out. <laughs> I, I found that out through prison. I found that out through being on, uh, on probation. I have found that out through a number of things. There are a lot of people that don't want to like you, don't like you, and so, so not everybody's going to like every, you. And that's the hard part, right? Because we're in a situation where, I mean, well, let's just analyze what I just said. They have to like you. But if they don't like you, do you change what you're putting out there so they do like? How much? How far do you go to try to manipulate in that situation? And then later on, if you end up in prison or probation or somewhere else dealing with people, how do you how do you get through that minefield if they don't like you or just don't like anything about you? Uh, it gets real dicey. We got a lot more to talk about in this thing. He mentioned yeah. some things there. I was wondering about prison, prison, schmizen. Hmm. Um, this was ten years ago. Hmm. 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 Have to have to wait on that one. How good was the defense strategy? How good was the defense lawyers? Were the defense lawyers? How happy and satisfied was the government? Did we achieve our goal and have Agent X like us? Tune in for more here at Lawyer Talk. I sort of like how I ended that little drama, but. <laughs> A throwback, a throwback to like the old school TV days. But uh, I think we got more to talk about here on Lawyer Talk, off the record but on the air, as the Belinsky Chronicles continue until now.